Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. where we left off. And it's been a while since we left off. Let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I'm Hannah and I play Winnie Hemlock. Brennan? I'm Brennan, I'm playing Arcos Gerard. And Rob? I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night, and apparently the only one with a title anymore around this place. <laughs> I don't have one. For now. Yeah, I, um, I'm afraid not over here. And I am Amelia Salm, your GM. You guys have had about two days um, since you met a mysterious mer person in the infernal spa who told you that they were sent by Lilith. They could assist you in finding passage to Mausolea. Um, and who was also a vegetarian. Uh, you all agreed that you would rendezvous on Tuesday. Is there anything you guys want to do between then and Tuesday? I want to make sure my son gets back in time for school on Monday. Yeah. Um, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's, that's uh, Magnus there can help you with that. Uh, for sure. Yeah, we get up uh, early Monday morning. Uh, <laughs> Magnus in a bathrobe and some slippers. <laughs> yeah, with a cup of coffee. <sighs> all right, all right. I'll teleport you back home. That's fine. Um yeah, we'll take you to the summoning circle, and uh, Magnus, very kind of sleepily with a newspaper and a cup of coffee, just flicks you guys away um, back to, uh, oh, it's been so long, I forgot the name of the city, what is it? Uh, uh, Rel. Uh, Rel. Rel, yes, yeah. I fling you guys back off to Rel. Uh, Winnie, you have a key so you can just get back by any locked door that you find. Yeah. Um, I have um, a whole packed lunch for Avi that I made this morning, and I give him a little kiss on the head, and I uh, take him to where he needs to go. Yeah. Um, as you open that door, um, it opens into uh, the living room of your sister's house. Um, and she's there, kind of looks surprised and happy to see you, but also was like, oh, good. Yeah, I told you I'd have him back. Yeah. I got his, pa- his lunch all packed. He's ready to go. All right. Well, uh, be good. Have a good day at school. Walk him down. And uh, Avi just 
plunges into you and gives you the biggest hug. Of course, I return the hug. Yeah. Give him another kiss on the head. Yeah. Uh, and says, when are you coming back? Uh, in a couple days, hopefully. If I'm not back by this time next week, I'll send you a letter. I promise. Okay. Um, and he's reluctant to let go, but he does. And you're able to head back to the tower. Your sister gives you a soft smile and a nod. And she grabs Avi's hand and waits for you to close the door so she can open it again. So she can take okay. him to school. <laughs> Be safe. I blip on back. Thank you. I will. You're back in the tower. You all sort of come to... Um, probably unsure on how to pack for a marine voyage. <laughs> Swimsuits. Yeah. But if you want, we can just jump to Tuesday. Sure. I'm good to yeah. jump to Tuesday. I cool. Not narrative, like, we don't have to role play this, yeah. but I, I would like to say that Arco spent some time um, <laughs> meditating on his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe just be out in the forest for, for a day or two just outside the tower and just sitting in nature being like, well, <clears throat> it is what it is. <laughs> can't be what it's not it can't be what it's not <laughs> um yeah and i think as you're meditating in the forest in the trees i think one thing that probably sticks out to arcos's mind is um the way the sunlight dapples shadows through the leaves and you just see the constant shift of light and dark amongst the floor of the forest and it's its own sort of meditative uh beautiful pursuit. I'm gonna do this in real life. Uh, yeah. Really, really vibes with the new black and white color scheme that Magnus gave me. Love it. Yeah. Um. But uh, Tuesday comes. I don't believe your new friend told you particularly how to get a hold of them. If I recall mm. correctly. I don't think they mentioned it, no. So what do you choose to do in light of that? Do we know, like, a general area that we were supposed to meet them at? Like, I know on the coast to the south, but... I I think they just they mentioned a place spot to the south. Cool. Do we uh, just need to stand by some water again? <laughs> yeah, Magnus is going to go back to the Infernal Spa and... Uh, put like his head underwater into the the area that the merman first came into the spa from like uh through the whatever portal is underneath the brickwork i suppose and he's just gonna shout we're ready um are you are you guys <laughs> with magnus at this moment huh are you are you two with magnus at this moment absolutely sure yeah so you see uh, Magnus plunges head into the water and garbles something unintelligible. Um, and then a, a moment later, Magnus is pulled all the way under. Oh, fuck. Well. <laughs> that's fun. You want to go next? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. What, that's a wrong voice for this character. It's been a long time. It's been like a month since we recorded. I've been doing so been... much Western for my other campaign. <laughs> 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 it's 
sorry. Okay. Just think about Furia <laughs> and Catholic guilt. <laughs> Crunchy, creamy, high in my day. Cupcakes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Sharpay out here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Winnie. Uh, <clears throat> if I drown in there, remember me fondly. I'm gonna just to go head first. <laughs> yeah, you you go head first. This is like basically a hot tub. So you do a head first dive into what you believe <laughs> to be like a maybe three foot, four foot uh, pool. And you do not find the ground as you dive so deep and uh, Winnie, he is lost to the water. I was like 85% sure that Magnus was going to tell the mer guy like, hey, watch this. Hey, watch this. Let's just, let's just like close it for a second. <laughs> yeah. Just like for like two minutes and then we'll open it again. No, it's hot tub nine and three quarters. Just go through. Um, <laughs> after when he watches that happen, uh, man, I just like how many times we've had to just dive in head first without seeing where we're going. And she holds her breath and sticks her hand in <laughs> waiting for the thing to pull her in. You stick your hand in. Nothing happens. And you begin to wonder, uh, Am I going to have to dive all the way in? And as soon as you begin to pull your hand back out to like prepare yourself for that, you feel another webbed, slimy hand grasp onto yours and yank you all the way through. Perfect. The three of you find yourselves... um, It's kind of a, a disorienting experience. You are pulled down and you feel yourself being pulled up um, before you can even register that there is a change in direction as um, as soon as you 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 end up like in there and you go to gasp for air. You feel like you're about to run out. Um, you're pulled vertically through. Um, I forget the word for it, but it essentially is just an opening. And uh, there is a very strong um, kind of bluish gray skinned uh, person. They have legs, very strong arms. Um, one who pulled Magnus in first, um, helped Arcos lift you out as you dove, and is now sort of like clenching their arm in an L shape as they're supporting your entire weight, Winnie. <laughs> Um, as they've pulled you up through this threshold, you are on a dock. There is this large, perhaps like eight foot diameter hole that it seems you have been pulled out of. It's a rickety sort of wooden dock, probably about 12 feet total. There's a couple feet on either side to walk around this hole. You're, it's pretty low to the shore. You look out and see the ocean. The dock itself is wet and slimy. It seems it gets consumed by the tide probably every day. It's not not a great design there, probably. Um, they built this dock too low. You can tell there's far too much seaweed. Yeah. Um, but the sky is a soft, cloudy gray. Off in the distance, it gets darker. It is the early morning. The tide is low. 
and you all are here. A very strong, um, masculine person, not the one you saw earlier, uh, who appears to be partially fish, uh, standing bare-chested, um, probably completely naked, actually. Um, looking toward you all, says, Hello. Uh, we were told you were coming. Excellent. Thank you for the uh, lift out of the water. Yeah, we appreciate the help. Uh, it is it's no problem. You all um, are landfolk. Yes, yep. and Magnus <laughs> is going to look at his like now just like besotted wizard's robe that is like probably just so heavy from being soaked <laughs> with water. <Yeah. laughs> um... Well, you are waiting on a craft, yes? Yes, and uh, I suppose a particularly brave person to pilot it. Right. Right. Yes, we found the bravest for you. Um, I should also mention that uh, Craig and Ascraft do follow suit after. I was gonna ask. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but he pulls them out of the water as well. Um, yes, we found someone very brave, uh, each of you, um, and there's, like, this tiny bag kind of sitting off, um, by his feet, and he, he grabs these necklaces that each have these tiny little nautilus shell charms, and each nautilus shell has incredibly intricate runes carved along the curvature. Um, I think, uh, you will find these helpful. In your journey. Ah, wonderful shell necklaces. Yes, yes, they are. When you are on land, they hold the air within them, so when you go under the sea, uh, it keeps the air with you. That's a neat little trick. How long do you suppose they would last underwater? As long as they are not damaged, they should, you should breathe. As long as you wear them and they are not damaged, you breathe freely as you breathe above. Great. So there isn't like a, a one hour time limit for how much air they can hold or? No, the, them holding air is more of a, a metaphor. Oh, right, right. Okay. They're magical necklaces. Magnus leans over to to Julian and says, "Kids these days, that I don't understand how anything works. Sometimes right? <laughs> everything's so new. <laughs> All their technology and new magic. Everything's and so runes. new." Magnus says of the an- Magnus who studies ancient <laughs> magic says of the other ancient magics. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? Back in my day, you had to eat a weed and grow gills if you wanted to do this. <laughs> Uphill both ways in the snow. Wow, that sounds like a that sounds like a dumb way to do water breathing. <laughs> Who would come up with that? Yeah, just bring the air with you, dumbass. <laughs> Make a bubble. We use metaphors here, sir. <laughs> um But uh yeah, after he gives you that and he says, Alright, anything else? How dangerous is the stretch of ocean that we're going to? 
it has been abandoned by all who value their life. I have not gone, I never intend to go. Those who go do not come back, save perhaps those who turned back early, early enough to tell the tale. Some of our magicians commune with the spirits of the dead that are brought in with the tides. They speak of horror. They speak of absolute terror, of the loneliness of the sea, of the uncaring weight of the world, and of the pressure that crushes you. There is no hope there. There is nothing worth finding. Well, that sounds like our, our fucking cup of tea, so I think we're ready. Unless you suggest we bring anything else. Only that which you do not care to lose. Well, it sounds like the property value and the cost of living there has got to be amazingly low. So, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be some upside, I wonder. Nothing lives Is there. It, uh, a beach house, perhaps? Timeshare? <laughs> I'm beginning to think you all do not understand. It is a water storm. There are no timeshares nor beach houses. So, like, we're talking to... Underwater, though. Aquarium. Vacation, like a... I cannot imagine people would vacation there. It is is deadly. Do you not understand? Oh, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to lighten the mood. You know, because we're about to go there. Oh. (laughs) Sometimes when people talk about... The overwhelming pressure that will crush us to death. We uh, like to make jokes. We gotta say, sounds fun. So we can gaslight ourselves into thinking it'll be okay. You know what we mean? You find this denial comforting? Sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes it works. Not all the time, but I guess that depends. The part of my brain that accurately processes danger is malfunctioned long ago. <laughs> that... Well, I I was going to say that in itself seems dangerous, but I suppose that means nothing to you. We've gone to at least, what, two, three places in the past few weeks where we were never supposed to come back from, and here we are. So, that, I like our chances. Yeah, we're letting it ride. <laughs> Surely nothing bad will happen this time. <laughs> well, I suppose I cannot argue with that. Your guide will be here shortly. I, if you will excuse me, would not like to be here when they arrive. Oh. uh, You want to expand on that at all? You want (laughs) to illuminate us on that uh, literally at all? It's been so long. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, We do not get along. Um, We are very different temperaments. Are they more of the the shark persuasion? Where... Just... I'll, I'll shut up. 
just kind of tilt their head and look at you, <laughs> squinting a little bit. So it's more I think of like you a... might like them. <laughs> Parentheses derogatory. <laughs> Shark persuasion. Um, anything else you need? I don't even know what we would... Pr- I mean, I, yeah. yeah. I've never been there. So, like, if you think we need, like, well, I can't... Uh, I mean, my suggestion is that you turn away now. Well, that's not happening, unfortunately. So I guess we're ready then. Oh, actually, I do have something practical that would be helpful. Um, Since we're going to be like deep under the ocean and the ocean is very dark, do we have any sort of like way to like illuminate the darkness around us that isn't like summoning fire which would obviously be impossible like is there any sort of like light crystal scenario big flashlight vibes a light that we could bring down with us um, hmm. uh you see he goes to uh this bag which is fairly small and sticks his arm far further into it than should be possible uh or a mundane bag, but you know magic is real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, oh yeah, I love those bags. I got a few of those back at home. Um, grabs onto this sort of sharded crystal. If you look at it, it kind of is the shape of a teardrop with uh, a spiral that starts at the center of the teardrop and winds out toward the top, except it's this jagged, clear blue... When you look at the center, it gets deep indigo um, and uh, holds it out to you, Magnus, and squints and then shifts over and hands it to Winnie. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't need you exploding this. I was absolutely going to mess with it until we <laughs> left, so that I can't even be that mad. This will produce light as you need it. Just hold it in your hand and feel the warmth of the light in your heart. Perfect. And um, as you all do that, um, he picks up the bag from off the ground and heads toward the hole that you all jumped out of and jumps in. Um, okay, so now we're just waiting for our pilot. Our escort. Yep. As you all uh, take in your surroundings, I I think Magnus and Winnie, if you would like to roll notice. <gasps> Yay. How does this game work again? Yeah, you roll, um, oh, I, like, what is it? Wits plus notice, right? Uh, no, I think it's just your notice plus six. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I got 11. Got 19. Okay. Um, as you all are, are taking in the scenery, ocean on one side, check, easy enough. It's ocean. Uh, the seas look rougher and choppier uh, than the ones you've seen before. You're 
uh, Winnie living on the eastern side of the continent have been to that part with the water far more often. Um, they see, you can tell even off close to the horizon, it already looks stormier. Um, which means that as you turn your back to the ocean, you see a wide uh, mountain range. Um, you the uh, the story right was that there was a part of the continent that was cut off and thrown into the sea. Neither of you have actually been on this side of the mountains, probably. I mean, I think Magnus might have at some point, because Magnus seems like the kind of guy who just goes to a place just to go there. You don't have any <laughs> business here. Um, the weather you can see is uh, cloudy off in the distance to the north. There are storm clouds. Um, and you are looking up at a huge, massive cliff face. Um the area that you are on is roughly at sea level. It is a small beach, maybe a few hundred yards across and deep. And it is just rocky and craggy. And you see the washed up shells and rocks. Um, you have no idea why there would be a dock here. <laughs> it is, it's so small and it is uh, situated so low that it does not make sense for, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no row, like this is like for rowboats um, and you're off the side of the ocean. There's a giant hole in the middle, um, but you take that in as uh, you look to see the mountains, um, or the mountainous cliff sides, at least at this angle. You believe you're on the, like, southern, the southeastern edge of the continent. Um, with your 19, Magnus, um, I would say that because you know a lot about the placement of the stars, and specifically the planets that would be visible during the day, you know what time it is, where it is, etc. You can get a rough estimate of your location. Um, if you were to draw a straight line through this mountain range, um, westward, you'd probably be pretty close to Mount Brular. Uh, Magnus is going to, like, look up at the sky and, like, just, like, yeah, make some just, like, rough astronomical calculations with his fingers, um, and then look west and be like, I think this, uh, all kicked off. Over that way. Mount Verlaar is a couple hundred miles over there, I think. Couple hundred miles? Your eyesight is getting better with your old age. <laughs> Magnus looks at Arcos and then looks at the, like, hundreds of foot tall cliff face that is covering any view of the horizon <laughs> and says, Yup, can see right through it. Very keen. I thought it was fun. <clears throat> See, and if you look way over through that rock right there, you'll find your brain. If you turn on your X-ray vision right <laughs> at, like, the, the little mountaintop over there, you can see right through it. I would fully believe that Arcos believes that Magnus has X-ray vision. 
you got weird eyes. I humans will definitely literally X's in the X-ray vision X-ray before vision. We can freeze time. <laughs> he does humans will invent X-ray too. vision before going to therapy. <laughs> Magnus just like looks like in the middle distance, like at Arcos's like chest, and go- and goes, "Yeah, you should get that checked out." Good. Get what checked out? Oh, uh, you just have a <clears throat> a lump right uh, by your uh, by your heart. It looks quite serious. Oh my god! That, I'd, I'm not an expert, but I say you have maybe two, three left to live. Two, three days, decades. I mean, well, it was nice knowing you, buddy. So, just to be clear, I believe I'm I'm literally going to be temporarily in actual hell for if nothing changes when I die. So I'm just going <laughs> to look solemnly at, uh, at the cliff and be like, "Sometimes a man cannot run from his past any longer. He must face the music with bravery." I've always told. Anybody who would listen, do not fear death. It is just a part of life. And with that, Argos dies. (laughs) (laughs) I I shoot a disappointing mom look to Magnus. Oh, come on. It's not my... Argos, I don't have x-ray vision. There's nothing wrong with your heart. (gasps) Except that maybe it's too big, you gullible sop. (laughs) I can't even be mad at that. <gasps> okay, hyperventilating underwater. Not exactly how I expected today to go. We're getting it out of the way early. That's my plan. That's why I did this. Oh. To get the nerves clear. Yeah, adrenaline's pumping. I'm ready for anything. Bring on the sharks. Also, you're not going to hell without me. It's on my bucket list. I need to visit there anyway, so we're just going to make that trip. I don't think it's meant to be a pleasant space. When has that ever stopped me? That's an excellent point. Well, y'all have fun there. I won't be visiting. Sorry, Arcos. Fair enough. Winnie is the person who lives and is like, I'm not taking a train into the city. Absolutely not. You can come visit me in the burbs if you want. Yeah. Um, I have a kid, so, like, I can't just be visiting hell, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, All different. (laughs) Fair. So you all sit and wait. Probably 20, 40 minutes, somewhere in there. Um, The water around, if you're looking out at the ocean, the left side of the dock begins to stir. Um, as you watch emerge, it's it's definitely a submersible craft of some kind, for sure. It came from under the water, out of nowhere. It looks like roughly... You ever, like, know anyone who has, like, a broken-down pickup truck? It's, like, 30 years old... The, they don't even know how many miles are on it. Like, the odometer <laughs> broke. It's got, like, the mismatched paint from the new door that's been put on there. It misfires <laughs> a couple times, but it'll get started once it gets going. 
<laughs> oh, great. A jalopy. <laughs> um, you see this sort of wide um, oval. This craft is only about like 30 to 40 feet long. Um, the, the top part is probably about 20 feet. It's an oval with, uh, a railing of sorts and a gate, um, as well as a hatch at the top. Um, you can see there is like a periscope and some other ventilation crafts. There's also, it, like, in one, at one version of this thing's life, it would have been some sort of mounted harpoon. It doesn't look functional. There's a lot of fantasy duct tape involved. <laughs> and it looks very wobbly. And you all see the lens of a periscope swivel around at the group of you kind of panning in between where you're standing on the stock. I wave. Ahoy. And you hear as the uh, hatch seems to decompress and open. And then a little bit of weight. And then it swings open. And someone says, well, hello there. I hear you're in look of adventure. Kind of. We've almost got the vibe right. Not quite, but like just a little start. bit. Are ye the yeah. one sailing to the end of the world? Yes, that would be us. Then I shall be your fearless captain. All aboard and ducks underneath. It's Sinead. It's just it's Sinead. <laughs> I I have a great feeling about this person. <laughs> I can uh, this... and will die for this NPC. Uh, this um, person is wearing like basically overalls with nothing underneath Um, that's all you saw they kind of put their head out Um, has like gills along or like these little frilled fins along their chin that kind of almost look like a little bit of a like a chin strap beard situation Yes, because they're like half fish so they don't really grow they don't have any hair really um, and uh, has these sort of trill fins that extend from the middle of their forehead down, uh, up and around and down their spinal cord. Uh, but they've they've just they've seen you, they've greeted you, they've ducked, they introduced themselves. They're your captain, and they're back in. All right, I go inside. Yeah. Me too. Um. <laughs> Before Magnus gets in this thing, uh, he would like to try to do some magic. Oh, sure. Uh, so he has a spell called Environmental Protection, which protects targets from hazardous environments. And so I was wondering if I could cast that spell on this <laughs> rickety submarine to maybe give us an edge underneath the water. Yeah, go ahead and give me... Um... Spend the, the power points to cast a spell and okay. make an occult check. Okay. As opposed to spell casting? Yes. Okay. My occult. Actually, hmm. No, no, keep it occult. Okay. 
That is going to be 11. Okay. You begin to cast this spell. Um, and it is interesting. This ship is a strong word. Um, it looks like it's falling apart, but it is still held together. So as you cast this spell, you feel it take effect. Um, if you think about an environmental protection spell sort of casting, like, I'm imagining like a polygon net for like a 3D model, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like wrapping in that. You, you, the spell you're casting normally envelops the entire object. Here, you can feel it as you cast it. Um, there are places where it's like someone has already knit together bits and pieces of that kind of spell as like a duct tape kind of band-aid situation. You know, there was a leak and like holding it. So instead of your spell covering the entire ship, um, it fills in all of those gaps in between several other smaller spells. And as you can feel the magic coming through you, you can tell that all of those, it's like a difference between like, there is a rune carved here. There's a charm that's been embedded in something. There was this, like, it's so many different kinds of overlapping spells and yours is adding to it and fixing Mm. a lot of the gaps in the armor. Yeah. I, f- I feel like Magnus, yeah, there's probably like a, oh, okay, like, I kind of see where somebody has started this process. Let me just really rivet all of this shit together. Yeah. Like a master spellcaster being like, okay, 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 I, let's just make this actually good for a yeah, second. Yeah, you're the contractor <laughs> who came in after the DIY person who was like, I saw a TikTok <laughs> about this. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't, you shouldn't. DIY your own elemental protection spells. No, the you're pipes get all in sorts the wall are metal, so you can just use those as a ground. No, I see. Really just want to make your own runes. Don't just slap... Okay, well, you'll have to do. Um, yeah, you all descend in, into this craft, which, um, now that you are in... It is, it is wider underground, underwater, than it is above. So it looked to be probably about 20, like maybe like 10 or 15 feet wide. Now that you're uh, under the water and inside the craft, you probably, it's like a 30 by 30 space. There's um, two distinct stories in addition to like a half story that exists right underneath the hatch and the top level. And uh, your captain says, welcome to your new home. It's more spacious than I would have guessed. Yeah, it, uh, I have a few tricks up my sleeve. Is how I've been around here this long. Sort of pat the, the ship. You went to cast in magic on my ship. Yeah, there was um, uh, some, some shoddy spell work patching up some things together. So shoddy I I just, spell uh, work? I'll have you know, I cast the finest spells, only the finest for my ship. Ah, yes. Um, well. I'm sorry, no, they were terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that you should have sprung a leak somewhere in here. And yet I I did not 
Have I? Oh. You seem to know a lot about this craft. Would you like to would you like to guide us? Would you like to take us there? Would you like to steer it? Oh uh, no. No, that's okay. Walks you up don't to you and like grabs your hand. It's like, do you have you ever even fixed a leaky pipe in your life? These are soft like a baby's. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Magnus has lived a pretty fucked up life. His hands are not in good shape. I feel like he's definitely broken some fingers here and there. I think he says um, it anyway. <laughs> yeah, Magnus. Magnus it's like the just, broken SpongeBob hands. Yeah, that shows I, up in because because uh, I think his skin is literally like sandpapery, yeah. unlike a shark, which is so smooth. I've never met a fish whose skin is so. Dry. Why are you? <laughs> Do you have lotion? <laughs> lotion. What kind of fish have you met? I'm not a fish. Thank you. I'm a mer person. I don't come up right. to you and say, "Look at that dumb monkey." Magnus is just like, "Yeah, no, checks out." <laughs> uh, well. uh do you have a name, then, that I can call you by? You can call me Captain. Oh, right. Captain. You can't pronounce Captain. my name, none of you. Winnie but. salutes. I, yeah, I also salutes. Stands up really straight, salutes back. <laughs> so tell me, where did you acquire this fine vessel? Ah, uh, well, really, she found me. She's lonely. Looking for a friend. Does she uh, have a name? Yep. <laughs> the ship totally has a name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even describe how much of a name this ship totally has. There's a the name that so was written named. down. <laughs> name that is five. definitely in Amelia's notes right now. <laughs> yeah, I do actually have to pull something up to name this. Best uh, part of tabletop games, honestly. Magnus really just encountered somebody almost as extra as he is and completely didn't know how to handle it just now, for the record. Yeah, well. Um, well, I don't think you could pronounce her name, but you can call her Autora. 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 A very pretty name. Beautiful. Thank you. It's all right, I guess. Now, good sir, do let me know before you go cast another spells on my ship, please. But I suppose you can leave the one you cast. Well, I certainly wouldn't appreciate people casting spells on my home. Nor would you appreciate them insulting your craftsmanship. That is true. Uh... And I certainly don't want to tell you how to fly this thing, because Lord knows I would crash it immediately. However, spells are my specialty, and I want to make sure that we live through our little adventure here to the bottom of the ocean. Aye. I would like that as well. Never been that far out. But I've heard great stories. Well, they're actually all terrible stories, but they're great in, in, in magnitude. Terrible, but great. Terrible, but great, exactly. What should I call all of you? Arcos Gerard, former priest, um, former brother, former a lot of things. Now I'm just a man. 
Or That's before. a mouthful. I think I'll just call you man. <laughs> Winnie. Winnie. Just Winnie. Great. My dear friend. You can call me Magnus. Magnus. Sometimes I'm calling Maggie just to make him mad if he's Maggie. Like a little bit. Don't don't call me Maggie. <laughs> I do like Maggie. <sighs> but Maggie, we got off on a little rough foot. How about I get you a drink? Well, okay, that would be fine, Skipper. Thank you. Aye, Captain. If you're gonna call me Maggie, I'm gonna call you Skipper. Mm. All right, Maggie. Oh. Are we friends now? I think we're friends. Well, I don't give drinks to my enemies now, do I? <laughs> ah, we're friends! Yeah. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Craig, uh, Askarath, Julian, I'll introduce themselves. How you get going? Now, I was told by a dear friend of mine, you're looking to find something that doesn't exist. You got it. So, where do we go? Well, we know, like, where the continent, like, broke into the ocean. Um, did we end up getting any more specific information about, like, where to look besides around there? Not exactly. Well, we know the sickness is coming from there. Is there any... And we know where Mount Vrular is from our location, which means that if we think that the sickness is like traveling underground into Mount Vrular, if we could reckon that angle, we could probably find its origin. Unless it's, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you just want to, um, if you just want to head sort of eastward along that trajectory, since you know where you were, you know where Mount Vrular was. Um, you can do that until you see or feel or get more information, basically. You know it's going to be... I mean, this was not... This was an entire continent. Um, yeah. So you know it's going to be pretty far. Like, if you just start heading east, it's likely that something will happen. Um, um, yeah, so if we don't have any more specific... We just kind of have to wander, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, unless there's... Is there anything we can do, like, magically to figure out where we're supposed to? Uh, let me look at my spells real quick. Yeah, you guys have your spells. You guys all have... You, you're all weird, you know? Yeah. Try and tap into that. My magic is most useful when somebody gets beaten up, you know? Um, hold Craig yeah. out like a divining rod. Hmm. Mm. Craig, do you feel a particularly strong pull towards any direction? Um, there's something in the ocean. It's big. Um, and I, I think if we get close to it, it'll pull us in. So we should head towards the direction to the sea storm? I think that's it. All right, Skipper, we're heading into the rough. Full steam ahead. All right. Well, we'll get to it. And um, any of you good with uh, 
magic engines. No. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I can take no. a look. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, takes you underneath Magnus. Um, as you go to the second floor, you can see um, it is... You're very practiced in a very particular field of magic, and you are very skilled at enchanting and spells. Magnus has never been the sort to, like, you're not, like, the artificer type. You're not, you're magically enchanting objects and things, but you're not into, like, automatons and machinery. Correct. Yeah. Um, Just checking, because I was like, unless you were like, actually, that's something that I feel like Magnus is really good at. (laughs) Um, You you look in here, and much like the rest of this ship, um, you see uh, a menagerie of runes, of crystals, of spell work, um, kind of glowing beams of light zigzagging through the air. There's this about 15 by 10 foot area um, that is just radiating so many different types of schools, physical, contractual, temporal, even the sort of emotional magic all throughout Um, and it does strike you similarly to the protection spell, which yes, this whole thing is really just held together with a magical prayer. Um, but it is also (laughs) a literal prayer and a wish. (laughs) Yeah. Like honestly, the core, the load bearing wire wire of all of these is, uh, in a way it is actually a prayer and a wish, not like dead ass. Um, but, uh, it, it is also incredibly like, it is a sophisticated mess. Okay. Um, and he shows you, he says, this is the heart, this is the engine of Autora. Yeah, this is, uh, <clears throat> there's quite a lot of juice going on in this room. That's, <sighs> Magnus is just, like, looking at these, like, different, like, runes and, like, traces of magic i'm sure with his eyes he can like see some more physical like i'm oh, sure you yeah. can see like almost like a web of magical yeah strings that are all connected to there's, each other almost like wires like okay. like in the visible spectrum there's so much going on here with magnus eyes it is it's like watching looking at expanded blueprints that are all overlapping each other in different colors and textures and it's, it's a huge sensory experience yeah so, like, I think Magnus can get a pretty good feel of, like, what all of this stuff is sort of doing. He only understands, like, why this works, though. It's almost like somebody who's a classical musician who's, like, only played, like, the keyboard or, like, you know, like, a chorus instrument. Watching somebody make a beat on their computer and you're like, why yeah. is this a thing that works? Um yeah. Like, it works. This is good magic, in a sense. It is so dangerous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, he pipes up and says, and not all of this is, well, really, none of it's legal. Uh, there are no, lots of no. guidelines and regulations to keep people from doing this very specific thing. Yeah, yeah, I... <laughs> I'm responsible for a few of those, to be honest with you, so I... I respect you working outside the bounds of respected magical norms. This isn't going to blow up underwater, right? Well, that's the hope now, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Which... I see that you have uh, some magical contracts of 
non-explosion. Well, that's pretty specific, but that, I imagine that's okay. Yeah, so we're far, so far it's held, but that's that's why I needed another person here. As we get to rough waters and we're navigating, um, you'll want to... Well, as long as the engine doesn't overheat, we're fine. Yeah, I can, um, <clears throat> I can cast some magic in here to make sure everything keeps running smoothly. Be very careful with casting anything in here, though. Uh, some of the, some of the contracts, well, they have unintended consequences. Um, and some of the runes, well, they don't play well with others. But I'm sure he'll figure it out. <gasps> I'm gonna get us, uh, shoving off then. Just keep an eye on it. Study it. Learn it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we won't. Hopefully I won't need you for it. Yeah, can I make like a research and a cult check just to get like more familiar with yeah. what's going on here? Mm. <laughs> uh, that's a three. That's not good at all. <laughs> right now, as as he says that, and you look back to it, and it seems that in the time you've turned to him to say that and turned back some of those connections and those wires that you had begun to study uh, have already changed. And you realize it's <laughs> going to take a little bit more than just a glance or two to really understand the like super positioning of all of these. Julian, bring a pen and paper. <laughs> going to need a minute. All right. Coming down. Um... Yeah, um, but he does that. You all feel a little while later a jostle as this ship begins to to move. Um, now that you've climbed in the hatch, it actually raises slightly. So just the first story is under the water and the rest of you can see out of these wide portholes um, the top of the stormy sea. As begin sailing. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. (laughs) Um, Kind of crazy insane insane um it'll be the last like regular like story episode we're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do and then we're going to have a podcast post-mortem wrap up whatever 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 so as you're hearing this if you're in our discord channel uh our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, but take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly so um yeah that's that's what we're gonna do um which also means this is gonna be my last announcement update whatever thing ever probably so um yeah I don't know that's really all I kind of have to say I'm a little behind on our social media pages so I apologize for that but um we'll we'll get there we'll catch up and um yeah next week's gonna be the very last story episode season four finale and then um i'm not a hundred percent sure when the wrap-up episodes are gonna happen they may not happen for a while simply because a lot of us are busy um and we're just kind of working around our schedule um so they might not happen for a few weeks we're gonna try to squeeze them in eventually Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.